there. Welcome to Beauties and Banter, a lifestyle podcast where we are relevant, witty, and opinionated. Okay, y'all, the banter is brewing. It's time to sip some tea, so let's get into it. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) Well, hey there, y'all. I know it has been a while and we missed y'all. So very much. We did. Yes. But life. Life happens. Yes, it does. Um, And we are back and we will be back regularly. And speaking of life, we are back to celebrate life. Um, And the thing that's on everybody's mind, um, celebrating the life of Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gianna Bryant, who were killed in a helicopter crash. Gosh, it's been a week now. Um, along with seven under other individuals from Kobe's Mamba Sports Academy, um, including the pilot. This time last week. So where were you last week when you found out, Renee? Because it was literally right around this time. Yep, I had just come home from church, and so I was uh, sitting here, I think I was eating and watching TV, and I saw it come through on my phone, and I was like, "Uh, yeah, no, that's fake, Mm -hmm. whatever, and I just kept going. And then I saw another uh, notification come through, and I was like, well, let me go find out if this is real. So I went to a couple of news sites and started to see it all coming through on all the different ones being reported that uh, Kobe was in a helicopter crash. And I just was like like in disbelief. I mean, even though I had seen it on several news sites, I still was in disbelief. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I had a friend visiting in town that weekend. One of my girlfriends was visiting from Chicago And I had a meeting to go to. So we had been at church. We went to T.D. Jake's church here in Dallas, the Potter's House. It was a great sermon. We had did brunch. And I was like, hey, I'm going to run in this meeting. Then I'm going to come back and take you to the airport. And I had actually stopped to get a drink before my meeting. So I was in line at the drive-thru. And she texted. And I looked down and I saw, you know, just a little thumbnail Kobe Bryant, you know, dead in a helicopter crash. And I was like, "Mm, whatever, fake news. Like, just order my drink and just, like, was like, this can't be real. I saw it was TMZ. I was like, I'm sure it's something fake. And then she called me and she was like, hey, did you see my text? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, that's messed up, right? I was like, well, it's not real. So, you know, and she was like, no, I think it's real. And I was like, but what, how, like, no, like, how do they know? And she, cause she was watching, she was like, well, CNN hasn't reported it, but like TMZ is and blah, blah, blah. And while we were on the phone, CNN started reporting it, you know? And I was just like, I, I can't right now. Like, I, I can't, like, I don't believe it. And so I'm just going to go on. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And then when I got to my meeting, it was the same thing. The people that were there were like, everyone was just kind of like super somber. It was just like, have y'all heard? And, 
And like saying, everybody was like, I want to believe it. Then, you know, we were so distracted by our phones, like, and then stuff started coming in. Everything from hearing that Rick Fox was on there to hearing his whole family was on there and this, this, this. And so it was just hard, you know? Um, And then I started like, yeah, seeing more reports and all the Instagram tributes. And I was just like, I can't. I can't. Um, so for me, I am a Lakers fan. And I've seen Kobe play. I saw him play against the Houston Rockets. Um, this is probably back in 2002 or so. Um, because I remember I was still at Texas A&M. And me and my roommate at the time got tickets uh, and we drove down to Houston from college. And my sister that lived in Houston dropped us off over there. Um, I remember, yeah, I was just a fan. Like I watched all the games. Um, I had a big poster. It was nice and framed. I think this was after they did the three-peat with just uh, illustration with Kobe, Rick Fox, and Shaq. Um. And over the years, just watching him grow into a family man and everything. So it really, really impacted me. It really wasn't until like probably like Friday that I was even able to watch coverage on it and stuff like that. Because it's just so hard. He was 41 years old. Um, And you feel like you grew up with him, you know? Mm He took Brandy to prom. He was on, you know, Mm -hmm. sister, sister. Like, you know, my friend sent me this collage of all these things that, you know, we grew up with him. I'm, I turned 40 this year, you know, so we're practically the same age. Yeah. It, you know, it's interesting because I'm not, or I was not really a Kobe fan as far as him playing basketball Yeah, because I'm always a Bulls fan and a Michael Jordan fan Mm -hmm. and I grew up in that era and so I'm a little bit older (laughs) however I have always had respect for Kobe's game Mm -hmm. and for how he plays and and what he stands for and things of that sort um for me it hit me in a weird type of way um, where I've only had been affected by three, now three celebrities, their deaths have affected me. And the first one being was Princess Diana. Mm. Her death really hit me hard. Um, the other is Aaliyah and yes. now Kobe. Um, yes. And it's because I feel like their uh, personalities were so amazing and their spirits were so beautiful um, of who they were and what they stood for. <laughs> Bless you. I'm sorry, guys. <clears throat> I'm gonna Toys try my- under the weather. Yes, I am under the weather. I'm going to try my best, but please forgive if you hear coughing and sneezing. It's really hard to edit it out. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Again, that's life. <laughs> <laughs> so with, um, you know, I, I think it was more so of, of who, what they stood for in life yeah. and how they affected people and the legacy that they have left because these two of them, um, more of uh, less recent, meaning Princess Di and Aaliyah, yeah. people still remember them. People still Absolutely. Uh, say things about them and give them praise and, and things of that sort. 
And I think that Kobe is will be the same. Um, it, they were all those deaths were a surprise. All of those were in some type of crash, and all of those um, deaths were. Yeah. Everybody were affected. A lot of people were affected very deeply. And I was one of those people for those three deaths. So, but I didn't have the biggest um, effect until I heard Jimmy Fallon speak on him. Yeah. So Jimmy Fallon spoke about him and their friendship. And I saw Jimmy get emotional. I started to get emotional because the story was just so beautiful. And who knew that they had been friends for so long? So Um, many people had stories like that of, um, I watched the Lakers game because the Lakers were set to play the Clippers on Tuesday and they canceled it. So the Mm -hmm. first Lakers game since his death was Friday night. And Stephen A. Smith, another broadcaster, everybody had a personal story of Kobe. Stephen A. Smith said that when his mother passed away, Kobe was the second person to call him. One of the sportscasters had a heart attack a couple years ago. And he said that Kobe personally sent flowers to his home and wrote him a note about hey you know get better you've got daughters that you have to be here for you know like so many people considered him a friend that for him to be this celebrity and whatever he was still very connected because a lot of people talk about Michael Jordan you know and you know he's of age now but he's not super connected to a lot of people anymore you know he's kind of like doing his own thing and Kobe wasn't like that. Yeah, he was very connected to a lot of players and a lot of their families. Even the um, the daughter of the NBA, um, she even spoke out and was saying that... The NBA how, commissioner? Yes, the NBA commissioner. Um, she was saying that she spoke out and said how her father adored Kobe and treated him as one of, like, that was his son. Yeah. And how she grew up with Kobe and the respect she's always had for him and that when her father passed away, how involved he was with the funeral and and being a part of their lives and um, how connected he is with their family. So David Stern, the former NBA commissioner that recently passed away? Okay. I think so, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just a beautiful, it's just been beautiful stories that I've been reading, that I've been hearing, and that has just been, like, I don't know how to explain it, just, his death has just been heavy on my heart, Yeah, Um, and I just want to be able to find a way to celebrate who he was and the memories and the legacy that he leaves on. It's funny because I think anytime a celebrity dies, the common folk, I guess you can say, like us, there's always this group of people who are like, well, you didn't know them personally. You know, why are you so affected? And you're right. People are impacted differently. And I tell people like grief is layered and it's complicated. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these tributes and stuff you're talking about. I couldn't tell you about them because I couldn't even watch coverage for the first three days. I couldn't stay on social media. It was too much. And for me, like I said, I've been a Kobe fan for years, but my connection goes back to my mother. You speak of of Michael Jordan. You can't speak of Michael Jordan without speaking of Phil Jackson. Like most people in the 90s, we were Bulls fans, even though we lived in Dallas because Dallas Mavericks (laughs) wasn't doing nothing. Sorry, y'all. (laughs) Um, and my mother loved Phil Jackson. And so when Phil Jackson came to the Lakers to start coaching, um, which is when they started winning, 
we were watching again because my mother loved Phil Jackson. And for me, that's how I became a Lakers fan. Me and my mother would watch the games. And when I was in college, she would call and she'd be like, you catch the game. So it made me think of my mother in so many ways, too, you know, because she was a big Kobe fan. Her and I bonded over basketball, you know. And so you just think about how you're not a fan of this person, but how they connected other things in your life, you know. Mm Um, and it was also very hard for me because his daughter, it's like every time I get like sad over Kobe, the comfort is like, you know what? He was 41, but he lived his life on purpose. He, you know, there's this saying, they talk about dying empty. You know, I think with the exception of being able to continue to raise his daughters, like Kobe became a husband, became a family man, won an Oscar. He was at the peak. I never take anything away from Michael Jordan. So when you always think about who's next to Michael Jordan and people have the Kobe and LeBron date uh, debate, it was always Kobe to me. So top athlete, but I get even more like full of emotion when I think about Gigi, you know, 13 years old, so much promise. She didn't get that opportunity, you know? Um, And you could see so many ways she was just like her dad You know, Mm -hmm. people would talk about him and his wife because they just had another baby. Little baby Capri won't even know her father because she's four months old. And Bianca is three. She'll probably barely remember him. But they would say, hey, do you and Vanessa want to try for another boy so you can have somebody continue in your legacy? He was like, I don't have to. I've got Gigi. (laughs) She is like the female version of me, you know, And so to hear that she was the daughter that died in the crash, too, you know, they were on their way to doing what they love to a basketball tournament. It's funny because she 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 said um, he said in an interview, uh, I don't know which interview it was, but he was saying, I know it was Jimmy Kimmel. He said in a Jimmy Kimmel interview that everybody keeps asking if he should have a boy, if they should have a boy. And she's like, I got this. Like, (laughs) yes. He don't need a boy. I, I'm the one that's going to take this legacy on. And like, don't was. worry about it. You could already see UConn had already, like, the girl was 13, and they were already like, you got a scholarship. You, here's your jersey. Like, they were already, <laughs> um, and they did a beautiful tribute to her, you know. Um, they were already like, you got this. They, she was already talking about being in the WNBA, so. And her mannerisms on the court so much like her dad that it is scary crazy yeah you would see all the side-by-side images of like the way she held her jersey or you know how she would shoot in the same form as him and everything it was very uncanny even their stance and their moves. Yeah. It's just crazy. I mean, I was like, wow, twin, you talk about twins. Yeah. So I don't, yeah, I think the nation is forever changed. The city of Los Angeles is forever changed. I did think it was great that um, they permanently have, like, they, did a, they redid the Staples Center floor. Um, and there's, like, a KB and black um, that they said that will remain on the court. 
um, their jerseys, the Lakers jerseys, I think moving forward will have that KB. And I'm like, we haven't even had the true funeral yet. Um, you know, I don't even know if the other people who perished have been funeralized either. So, uh, I don't, you know, just as much as we are all heartbroken, I, we can't forget about Vanessa, you know, losing her husband and her daughter at the same time. Uh Um, so just continuing to uplift her and, you know, I know that, um, she released a statement and stuff. Um, but I think you talked about Jimmy Fallon and all the stories. One story that I did catch um, was by a reporter, Elle Duncan. And she shared her personal story of meeting Kobe. And she said she was pregnant with her daughter at the time. Um, and he asked, you know, what are you having? Um, and she was like, oh, I'm having a girl. He was like, oh, my God, girls are the best. You know, I have four girls. Uh, so this was recently because he just had the the fourth girl in the last couple of months. And he was like, um, being a girl dad is so awesome. And, you know, when she told her story, she was like, you know, the only thing that brings me comfort is knowing that Kobe died doing what he loved, being a girl dad. And that started trending on social media. Um, hashtag girl dad. And it was the most beautiful thing you'll ever see. Mm-hmm. Um all of these dads posting pictures with their daughters, you know? Um, And I think that's true. Like, you know, Kobe was a family man and he really had dedicated his life to, you know, being there for his daughters. You know, even the helicopter piece is sad to think about that. The reason that he had a private helicopter and used it to travel is because he said that, you know, he would have the games, he would have workouts and stuff. And with LA traffic, he was missing plays. He was missing so much. And he started traveling by private helicopter so that he could make sure he spent more time with his family and didn't miss all of his girls events. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, to leave, to live your life that way and to leave a legacy, yeah. uh, based on empowering women yes. and being an advocate for women is just, you know, you just got to be like, dang, like mm-hmm. why? But we can't question why. Yeah. We just have to celebrate what he did and continue his legacy um, as a nation in Absolutely. any form or fashion that we can. Yeah. And I think, you know, the Mamba mentality, Kobe was like, you will not outwork him. And so I think there are many lessons professionally live out and your God given talent. If you know, there's something you're called to do. There was a lot of controversy when he came out of high school, right to the NBA, but he knew that's what he was called to do. Um, And he worked, he led with compassion. A lot of people did not like him because they were like, he's arrogant. He's this, this and that. But you know, in his later years, he talked about like, there was love. His intention was always love and support and compassion, but he believed in working hard. He said uh-huh. other people would be at the cafeteria eating and chilling. He'd be like, I'm going back to the gym to practice. So I think, you know, uh, do what you know God has called you to do. Work, work, work to leave a legacy. 
And, you know, Kobe retired kind of fairly young, 2016. You know, he could have probably kept going, but he knew that he had another mission. And as soon as he retired, he got right to his other mission. Like you said, investing and empowering in women, starting the Mamba Sports Academy. You know, he started some other business ventures. He did a animated film called Dear Basketball. He won an Oscar. And he had mm. two more kids since his retirement. So he started investing in his family. So invest in your family. Um, I think those are all beautiful lessons that are learned from him. Um, you know, when children die, it's, it's unfortunate because children don't have a chance to leave a legacy. So those, that, those are the parts that do leave me, like you say, you don't question why, but you're just left speechless because a grown man who's lived a life. Great. You can celebrate that. How do you, how do you grapple with a child's in this case, three young girls, who were athletes who were all on this helicopter crash who their life was cut short. That's, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. The only thing that you could do is just pray and thank God for the time that they were here and that they had the time to spend with their family and their friends and their loved ones and to continue to pray for their families. Yeah. So shout out to Kobe and Gigi Shout out to all the girl dads out there. Um, And Mamba Forever. Mamba Forever. Yeah. So it is February. So welcome to Black History Month, y'all. Happy Black History. (laughs) Who who are you rooting for? Everybody black. Everybody black. that's what they say. I'm black every day, but this month I'm blackity black, black, black. <laughs> like the song, what was that song? It's CB4. Yeah. I'm blackity black, 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 blackity yeah. black, black, black. <laughs> I'm biggity black, 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 blackity black. <laughs> it's our month, y'all. Um, so I know you want to celebrate Black History Month by giving some shout outs to some sister girls doing some big things kick off the month I want to shout out two of our friends that are doing some really big things that we are definitely proud of and that is the first one being Clee Andrea Hayden of Inked Digital Um, she is working the Super Bowl gospel and she's done the social media for them over the past couple of years and she continues to shine and develop that relationship and um really working with them. So her name was in the credits in the show, which was really cool to see. One of our friends captured it and sent it. And I was just like, Oh my God, that's my friend. That's our friend. That's our sister friend. (laughs) Yes. Clee super bowl gospel celebration. You go. Yes. That is awesome. I saw that. I was out yesterday evening, so I hope I can catch it on demand or because um, I saw they recorded it and it was showing on BET last night. Yes, it was. And then our other sister friend um, who we want to congratulate <laughs> is this Larvetta Lofton um, of the 3L Agency. Larvetta, she had an article written in Rolling Stone about her. I mean, not Rolling Stone. I'm sorry, Rolling Out. (laughs) (laughs) She had an article in Rolling Out about her, which was amazing. 
And she also just completed um, some coursework at Northwestern University of the Kellogg School of Management, which you only get invited to do. Yes. So shout out to Miss Larvetta and Miss Clee with that black girl magic. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so many great things kicking off um, Black History Month. I know one of my favorite things that I have seen so far is the Google commercial to celebrate. Yeah, yeah to celebrate Black History. I was watching the Grammys. That is the one award show. I think I've told y'all this before. The only award show that I actually really will watch and sit through. Um, And they previewed it there. And it was about the history makers. So it was like most searched concert. And they show, you know, Beyonce Coachella. Most searched NASA scientists. And they show Catherine, who was portrayed in Hidden Figures. So it's this beautiful representation of not just most search black this, most search black that, just most search who's at the top. It was like most search poet, Maya Angelou. And it was just beautiful to show um, how we on top and we are history makers. Um, So shout out to Google. I felt that was much better than the Google doodles that they do. So if you get a chance, um, Google, hee hee, the <laughs> the Google Black History Month commercial. Um, I thought that was awesome. Yes, and then my other favorite Black History Month is this video right here. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> it was on the shade room that they put put it on there. The original Instagram poster, though. And yeah, I'm gonna I'm finding that out right now. It was. Thurston Cherry is the original person for this. Okay. Thank you for calling. Please remember it's Black History Month, so I need you to act right. I hate to get my ancestors on here. Oh, this country's blue ink. Oh, uh, not this month. Um, We'll be blue again March 1st. Uh, Where's the white sugar? Oh, it's in the bag. Um, The brown sugar and the honey are up front this month. (laughs) Make sure it's apart. Go to Thurston Cherry um, on Instagram so you can see this video of how he's celebrating black history at work. (laughs) That boy said, you would not overlook it like you overlook us. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only brown coin. (laughs) Right. I need you to pick that coin up. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yes. He said, um... I just watch Roots. It's fresh. Not today. <laughs> you have to get with the brown sugar. The white sugar is in the back. Okay. And the honey's up front, too. <laughs> Thank you, Rosa Parks. <laughs> yes, baby. It's our month to show out, y'all. So show 
out. Make the ancestors proud. So yeah, I have to make sure that I partake in some Black History Month festivities and celebrate and I actually do the social media for my company. So mm, I get to be in charge of what we do for Black History Month. See how yeah. see how blackity black I'm gonna get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and support some black businesses, y'all. Oh yes. So I actually did um I've been doing this on Instagram because I use a lot of products that are black owned and I had a day, it was like last at it was like maybe like two or three Saturdays ago where I was like, I'm gonna shout out all my black owned. So actually work out at two black owned women owned gyms and then I had bought some leggings some fitness leggings from a local entrepreneur so I was like here I am in my black owned tights in this black owned gym (laughs) shout out to the sister girls so if you're here in Dallas Jambox Dallas and Grit Fitness owned by two sister girls awesome fitness classes um and then you know I came home showered up and everything and I was like my products so the honey pot company excellent feminine care products black owned um I discovered them actually a quick google search will find you whatever you need um and then posh candle uh black owned woman owned I've been using her incense and all of my skincare and my body care now is by My Butter Bar Skincare. She's based out of Houston. And so I'm going like all natural with everything over the last like year or so. So those are some products. And I will tell you, like when I was looking for certain products, I just Google black owned Black-owned feminine care brands, Black-owned clothing. Like, there is something that you can always find. So just do a search for it, you know. Black-owned hotels, Black-owned coffee shops. So there is opportunities for you to support. Don't get caught up in just buying from, you know, the same places or whatever, the ones with the most advertising and whatnot. You have to seek it out sometimes and it's worth it and you feel so much better about your purchase because you know you're investing back into your community absolutely and there are some black owned restaurants that you can eat at as well too so make sure you check those out there is black business that needs some people to support them we all do so go and support them and shout out to those women with that black girl magic yes and the brothers there are some plenty of brothers doing things. I started following Darius Cooks on Instagram and I know he has he has a restaurant in Chicago. I don't know if you've been uh Eat Soul Crab, but he's based out of Atlanta. Yeah, he's I guess he's originally from Chicago, but he's been in Atlanta. So he has greens and gravy and Eat Soul Crab Atlanta, but he opened up Eat Soul Crab Chicago, too. Well, if they just got seafood and shellfish, I'm oh. probably not going to go because I'm allergic. But if he's got some other things, he then does. I will go and support his business. <laughs> he does. Mm-hmm. Good. Good, good. This podcast is brought to you by Lola. 
a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton, tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. Lola products are 100% natural and easy to feel good about. There's no mystery fibers or no doubts about what is actually going inside of your body, which we all know is important. Plus, Lola products come in a simple, customizable subscription, and they deliver exactly what you need when you need it. So I personally have been using Lola for over six months, and I find their products to be very effective And I feel good knowing that they are 100% natural, organic, and gynecologist approved. I love the convenience of the subscription. And because my cycle can fluctuate at times, I love that I can say, hey, I want to push this subscription back a week or two. Or if I have enough tampons left over from my last cycle, I could just skip that and order some more panty liners. And like I said, they have tampons, they have panty liners, and the cleansing wipes when you want to feel extra fresh. Um, so those are the three Lola products that I keep in rotation and I love I'm a big fan of Lola, and we want you all to become big fans too. So for 30% off your first month subscription, just visit mylola.com and enter the promo code LOLABANTER30 when you subscribe. Again, for 30% off your first month subscription, just enter the code LOLABANTER30. And for more information, just visit mylola.com. Again, that's mylola.com. Let us know what you think. Speaking of Black History Month, I don't know. (laughs) Can we talk about Tyler Perry? Just like a fall from grace and just like two quick little seconds. Have you watched it? I did. And let me tell you, (laughs) the beginning of it was so slow. But I mean, it was it was good. But the part is, I know what you're talking about with that water. I mean, listen, <laughs> the 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 wiggery of it all and yes. the the rushness of it all, right, Tyler? And then we gonna have to have a sit down, come to Jesus meeting. I think the problem is very similar to acrimony. Same thing. Acrimony started slow good plot line like a fall from grace actually it was a little twist in the end well i would say spoiler alert but y'all should have seen it by now because it's been two weeks but both of those movies but it's just like so many faux pas and Mm -hmm. i know he did acrimony in eight days and he did this in five days so when you do something in five days that's how you end up with an extra in the background drinking water I mean, drinking air instead of water and (laughs) cutting up fake food and putting air into his mouth with a fork. Like, (laughs) everything doesn't have to be rushed, number one. And number two, spread the love and let some other people do some of these jobs. You're trying to write, produce, direct, uh, act, and everything else in one movie. And you just need to hire some more people because you got the money. Clearly, you have the money. And that's how you're missing these edits because you're too busy doing so much. You ain't even noticed that you forgot to put water in the man's cup. Right. And that you didn't do the edit right because he's chewing imaginary food. (laughs) 
But also, sir, Mr. Extra, if you knew you didn't have no water in your cup, just either say, excuse me, on the set, uh, assistant, somebody, Mr. Perry, can somebody give me some water? Or either just don't fake drink. <laughs> right. Also, when you do something in five days, this is how you end up with a judge with papers in front of him, which is obviously his script reading his lines. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that one, but it was like on one part when they were in the courtroom, they do an overhead shot of the judge and it's the script in front of him. Oh, no, I that part. Yes, because he probably rolled up and was like, alright, I'm here to work, and he was like, here, just read your lines. You behind this bench anyway. Can't nobody see it. You should have told your camera operator that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Again, how did that get off the editing floor? Because because Tyler was also the cameraman too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and the actor. At the same time, he was sitting in the courtroom. Right. Playing the girl's balls. He was also the cameraman. And mm-hmm. another thing, Mr. Perry, you are in Atlanta. Hair, salon, capital of the world. Those wigs. the wig, Like you say, the wiggery of it all. <laughs> the wiggery of it all. And, he, you know, he has touched on some stuff in interviews. They said the lead actress, Crystal. I'm not going to remember her last name right now, but her first name is Crystal. She called him out about it. And specifically her wig. And he said, well, you you all figured out. I ain't got time to be worried about no wig. You know, we got to shoot this film. So I think he doesn't seem to think it's not a big deal. And then he says that, yeah, you know, the actor, Makat Brooks, is bald. He didn't want him to be bald. He wanted him to have hair. Okay, Tyler, he can have hair, but he ain't got to have a bad wig. Like, right. If you wasn't trying to rush, you could have probably had people grow their hair out for roles. People, you know, transform for movies. He could have naturally grown out his hair. Or you could have had you. Now, I see enough of them lace front men weaves on the shade room to know that they would be more than available to help Tyler Perry out. Right. (laughs) And not only that, it took me about a good 30 minutes to an hour to recognize that that was Makai Brooks. Like, I knew he was in the movie, but I was like, (laughs) when is he going to come on screen? Meanwhile, he's been on screen for 30 minutes, and I just didn't know because of that awful wig that he had on. (sighs) But let Tyler Perry tell it. That's what he wants. He wants you to not recognize these people. Well, (laughs) duly noted, and it did happen. Oh, Lord. I'm just like, I don't know. But in the end, it was a good plot twist. But the it wasn't horrible acting. It is just how it is put together, which, Mr. Perry, that's all on you, Mr. I want to do it all. And sometimes you just take no. off your Superman cape, dude. Yeah, because, I mean, Queen and Slim... You know, a lot of these black films that have came out have phenomenal cinematography and costume design. You know, employ some of those people. They want to work for you, that big old studio you got. Shoot. Well, put put them through film school. Like, let them do some type of scholarship and work side by side with you to learn things. And then, you know, have them where they can intern and do things for you. 
I mean, it, there's always a, a way to make work, make things work. And that's why I said, I see why Tyler Perry is rich now. He cheap. He cheap. Exactly. Because the more, the more days of filming, that's the more crew you got to pay. That's the more salary. He does things like this so that he can hoard all that money. And, you know, I know he had really rough upbringings. And that just shows you how some people, no matter how rich they get, they are fearful of going back to that. And so they still penny pension. Now he off buying islands and lives a lifestyle. But for whatever reason, he doesn't seem to want to invest those extra dollars. And I also think it's about trust because he did come out in an interview. Um, if you all get a chance, um, Aaliyah S. King did an excellent interview with Tyler Perry. It's not a video interview, so you all will have to read. For those of you all who don't be want to read nothing, everything can't be a YouTube clip. Uh, but it's on her Medium page. And um, she addresses the writer's room. So what he came out and shared was that he did employ writers before. And he used the writer Writers Guild of America, so union workers. And he felt that they kept rewriting the scripts and having all these edits. And every time they did that, he had to pay them. And so he felt like at a certain point they were taking advantage of him. He also said that during the time where he had other people writing for him, that the ratings of his shows went down. And so he decided, I don't want to be played. I know my audience and my demographic. I'm just going to do it. And she challenged him on, okay, sir, that was, you know, one situation. Again, there's still a way to have writers involved and have creative control. Like the answer is not just, I'm going to do it myself. Yes, because you can't do everything all the time your way every single day. This ain't Burger King. You can't always have it your way. Clearly. So, <laughs> I mean, Tyler, we see you. We love you. We love what you're doing. I know you inked the deal with Netflix. I know there are more movies to come. Please take more than 2.5 days to film them. Please and thank you. <laughs> and please get your extras some training. I was an extra in a film before. I would like to say that is one of my claim to fames when I was younger. <laughs> I was an extra in a film. And they give you clear cut instructions on what to be doing. And on one of the scenes, the lady is looking right into the scene and into the camera. That's one thing they tell you not to do. In that same diner scene where the man is drinking air, there's a lady behind McCod who literally looks directly up at the camera. Like, you're not supposed to break scene or break the fourth wall, I think they call it. Like, that's another thing they tell you, too, is, like, if you see that camera, don't look into it. He left all that in there, child. Don't look into the light. Don't look into the light. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, Lord. So... Now, the opposite of Black History Month, we going to run. <laughs> the total opposite. <laughs> the total opposite of Black History Month. Let's round this thing on out by talking about your newly impeached president. Because he ain't really black. He ain't really white. He's orange. So, <laughs> do orange people get their own month to celebrate? <laughs> Trump need an orange history month. <laughs> they, they they get four years to celebrate. How about that? I hope they don't get four more Democrats. Get it together. 
Right. That part. So Donald Trump has been impeached, but he's still very much the president. And clearly, according to what's been going on with these impeachment crazy hearings, he's going to continue to stay in office. They are not going to be kicking him out. You know. They have all said that. Yeah. No, he has got the Republicans in his back pocket. I want to say something else, but I won't. Uh, He has got the Republicans so much in his back pocket. Mitch McConnell is so spineless. Um, they changing rules last minute. There are no witnesses. How are you going to have a full hearing and a trial and not have witnesses? And there's so many. So the last time a president was impeached, um, impeached was William Jefferson Clinton and another president who was impeached that was not removed. Nixon was impeached and he decided to resign before they could even get to this point. But in the impeachment of Bill Clinton, they had witnesses called. And what's so ironic, Ken Starr, who helped to bring the case against Bill Clinton for impeachment, which was all surrounding the Monica Lewinsky, is actually on Trump's legal team. So you, sir supposed to believe in this process of impeachment and now here you are on the side of Trump helping him to avoid everything about it so it's just he it's just weird he has this crazy hold on people to where their loyalty becomes to him and they could care less about what's wrong or right I am convinced he's got dirt on every last one of them, and that is why they all back him up the way that they do, because they don't want their dirt coming to fruition and finding out what they're doing, because what's going to happen, and I think the ones that have tried to stand up or threatened to stand up have been the ones that have been sent to jail, and all the things have been going on um, with them. Mm -hmm. Roger Stone and Michael, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think he will be removed. I mean, I think all signs are pointing that way. In the meantime, as one of my friends said, they keep interrupting the bold and the beautiful for this impeachment trial. So she ready for it. The young and the restless on my end. Come on now. Yeah. (laughs) She's ready for it to be over. But to kind of end it on a funny note, it reminded me of back to black people and how creative we can be. Um, a young gentleman on Instagram. Um, I'm going to play this video and then I will give you all his Instagram name. But he made this hilarious video about Donald Trump impeachment. And he gave it a gospel jazziness. <laughs> Trump's about to get impeached. <laughs> oh, 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 he said, bring Aretha back. <laughs> Come on, Altos. Put <laughs> my tambourine. Yes, he said, take my kiss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Yes. Bring Reetha back. <laughs> he said, bring Aretha back and just take Trump. So not only impeach him, just take him out the face of this earth. So right, please thank you. <laughs> shout out to I am Will dot Johnson. Shout out to the Altos for always coming through. <laughs> <laughs> So, in times like these, we have to laugh to keep from crying. And not only do we have to laugh to keep from crying, we also have to do our due diligence and make sure that if if he is not going to get impeached, we need to make sure that we are referencing these candidates and researching them to find out what they stand for. So that we know what we're getting ourselves into with the next president. Yeah. Um, Because if we don't, we will be in the same boat all over again. There are quizzes um, that you can take that I just recently took one on the Washington Post dot com on to see how your values align with the presidential candidates from the Democratic Party. Yeah. And you can see where you line up and who you have the most, who the value, your values line up, align with the most uh, with the quiz. And so it was very interesting to see, but there are other news outlets that do this as well. So I encourage everyone to go forward and do this so that you can make sure that you are voting for the person that represents you. Yes. And unfortunately, you know, since we last got together, both of the black candidates have dropped out of the race, Kamala Harris and Cory Booker. But there are other qualified Democratic candidates still available. And like Renee said, like, find out which one works for you. Are you feeling the burn with Bernie? You know, are you going with Uncle Joe? You know, you feeling the ladies, Amy Klobuchar or Elizabeth Warren? Are you part of the Yang gang, as they call themselves? (laughs) Andrew Yang and, you know, good old Pete. Buttigieg, and I don't know how to say his last name right each time, but representing for the LGBTQ community. Um, But either way, as our forever president, Barack Obama, said, don't boo, vote. And we have to come out a whole lot stronger than what y'all did, because I voted four years ago. But some of y'all yeah. said it home because y'all claim to not like Hillary either. And yes, she did get the popular vote, but ultimately, you know, um, the electoral colleges matter. So that still shows that every vote counts because in the states where it could have counted, some of y'all didn't vote. So um, vote, you know, and don't cast your ballot for the cookie monster. <laughs> vote for a real <laughs> candidate. <laughs> I mean, so y'all. Because they cannot lead us. <laughs> I mean, don't write in Al Sharpton. Like, just stop being stupid. <laughs> we got the cookie monster. That's how we ended up with this food. We got the Cheeto because some of y'all was doing silly stuff. So he's got to go, and he's got to go quick. And. Super Tuesday is coming. Iowa, the primaries. I'm optimistic. I don't know who the Democrat candidate will be. It is not as clear cut, I feel, as it was, you know, in the years where Obama was running. Um, So I don't know. But whoever it is, I will put my full support behind them. 
Although I actually feel I'm more of an independent, I need to probably take that quiz as well too, because a lot of um, my values don't all align with Democrat, but don't all align with yep. Republican either. I'm very much independent, yep. but it's been years since, you know, there has been a viable Green Party or independent party, um, you know, candidate available to really choose from. And so because of that, I, I sway towards Democrat. And if you vote for Trump, that's your business. That's you. You do you whatever works for you. It's However, your whack business, you not, but whatever. If you are not voting for him, then I need for you, we need for you, the world needs for you to do your due diligence and find the candidate that best represents you so that you can put your vote and make it count. You know what? You, if you are listening and you voting for Trump, for real, email us, beautiesandbanter at gmail.com because I, I literally want to hear from you. I know people who have supported Trump and I do I ask them help me understand you know this isn't mm-hmm. like a you know you crazy and whatever I actually am friendly with this person and you know but I needed to understand where that person was coming from I will say that was prior to him being in office obviously and his views on him have changed you know um since voting for him and so if there's somebody who's still out there especially somebody that's listening to us um i would love to understand why you know he is your chosen candidate i have a lot of friends who identify with the evangelical faith um that are not african-american and i know initially some of them voted for for him because their values align with the republican party but a lot of them have regretted it. Or I know a lot who were like, yeah, I'm evangelical, Christian, and we typically would go Republican, but couldn't find it in their heart to vote for Trump and voted for Hillary Clinton, despite feeling like they really were Republican. So I actually would like to hear if there was a listener of ours who uh, is still supporting Trump, like what your viewpoint is and why you think he's the better candidate. And as always, you can um, chat with us on social media at Beauty's Banter and use the hashtag Beauty's Banter. And if you've got any show ideas or information um, that you want us to talk about on the podcast, you can email us at beautiesandbanter at gmail.com. And if you want to advertise with us, just shoot us an email at beautiesandbanter at gmail.com. All right. Talk to y'all later.